Thanks, Scott Shannon, and thanks to all of you for being with us. Write down our toll-free number. It's 800-941-SEAN. You want to be a part of the program. I saw this on Breitbart today. I hope this isn't true. 43% of millennials don't know, care, or believe that God exists. How could you not want to know at some point in your life? I mean, I understand you're, you're wrapped up in your social life and discovering who you are and waking up and going to school and responsibilities, but I don't know. Can you look at the majesty that is creation and universes within universes within universes and say that just happened randomly? That somehow that there was a explosion of some type and that, you know, a big bang theory. Okay. It's not necessarily exclusive of something that God have created. Because where did the energy come from to bang? It's got to be a source of energy and we can't get nothing, something out of nothing, can you? Anyway, that, that would not be good for the country because the whole premise of this country is that we believe in natural law, that we're endowed by our creator with inalienable rights, among which life, liberty, the pursuit of happiness. Yeah, but you can't do that if you're not safe and secure. All right, a lot of ground to cover today. Um, I will tell you this. This this is now very, very interesting to me as it relates to COVID and the Democrats and their reaction. I mean, we showed video last night. Nancy Pelosi at the White House with Warnock and a bunch of other Democrats. No social distancing, no masks on whatsoever. Now, meanwhile... The House of Representatives, now the CDC, they, they issued guidance last week saying masks are not necessary for fully vaccinated people. Now, remember, we've been getting mixed messages. Joe's been fully vaccinated. Joe, you know, Jen Circleback Saki is asked, well, then why is he wearing his mask? Do you not have confidence in the vaccine that you're telling everybody they should get? And her answer is, no, that's just an extra layer of protection. Well, why would he need an extra layer of protection? Didn't make sense. Or Joe and Jill Biden, socially distanced, both fully vaccinated, walking into Jimmy Carter and Rosalind Carter's homes, 96-year-old former president, 93-year-old former first lady, with their masks on, outside, socially distant, fully vaccinated, go inside, around old and vulnerable people, and they take off their mask and then they, they get in close contact so they can take pictures together Then they leave the residence and they're back outside, socially distanced, fully vaccinated. They put the mask back on. Well, you know, we hear vaccine hesitancy. I'm telling you to take everything seriously. Take the virus seriously. I know people had had horrible, horrible cases of this. Many of you know people that have gone through that. I know two people that survive ventilators. The odds are not great. You get on a ventilator. It sucks. Anyway, so take it seriously. Do your research. No, learn the difference between Moderna and Pfizer's vaccine versus Johnson & Johnson. Read the efficacy numbers that, that they put out. And then consult with your doctor that knows your very special and unique medical condition. And, or doctor's. And then talk to other people in the medical field that you trust, that, that you think really are smart. And then based on those dis discussions, 
then make your decision. The only thing I would say is, you know, and always be thoughtful and, and want to protect other people. It's a good thing to do. Anyway, so we now have Nancy Pelosi is now on record as saying, and Gavin Newsom is another month of masks. I thought they were telling us, follow the science. CDC new guidance says masks are not necessary if you are fully vaccinated. Okay, well, that's pretty clear. That's not ambiguous. Nancy Pelosi, this is what she said. I mean, this is never going to happen. This is going to be masks in perpetuity if she stands by what she said. And anyway, she and the Capitol attending physician, a guy by the name of Dr. Brian Monahan, stood on the House floor uh, talking about the mask mandate is entirely consistent with CDC guidelines. No, it's not. Endorsed by an expert CDC panel. Monahan wrote in a statement, the House chamber mask requirement will remain unchanged until all members and floor staff are fully vaccinated. Now, I probably would have talked about what my personal decision is after my research, after my consultation with my doctor, understanding my medical condition. What I did, But, you know, then they started demanding I tell them. I'm not telling them. I'm not going to tell you what to do either. You know why? Because I'm not a doctor. I don't know you. And I don't know a single thing. I love my listeners. I don't know a single thing about your medical condition. I don't know about maybe I, I have asked doctors. Are there certain people you wouldn't recommend the vaccine to? And I've had a couple of doctors say, hey, yeah, if you have this specific immune disorder and, and explain it all to me. I, I'm Again, I'm, this is a layman speaking here. I'm not a doctor. But for most people, they do recommend it. Okay, but what does your doctor say? I'm not Dr. Hannity. I'm telling you to be responsible, take it seriously, research, you know, talk to your doctor, doctors, medical professionals, and make a right decision, but always think and be considerate about other people so that, God forbid, you get this thing, that you're not a risk to other people. And other people then have their responsibility to make their decision about what they want to do. And I do believe in medical privacy. Where are the civil libertarians in the Democratic Party? Or, you know, the government does not have a right to tell me what I can and cannot do with my body. Well, apparently they're now demanding that you disclose it in the halls of Congress. Now, what they're doing is they're fining Republicans $500 if they don't wear their mask in the House chamber. Now, meanwhile, last night, Nancy Pelosi, all these Democrats there at the White House, no masks, no social distancing. You want to talk about mixed messaging? That was it last night this happened. They say, well, conservatives are creating vaccine hesitancy. No, they're not. You are. Joe Biden is. Do you believe in the science? Do you not believe in the science? On a second offense, by the way, it's going to be twenty five hundred bucks. Kevin McCarthy authored a resolution demanding House comply with CDC guidelines. You know, this is unbelievable. And out in California, the United Socialist Utopia, Gavin Newsom. By the way, if you're in California, congratulations. Two thirds of you are going to get a check from Gavin just prior to the recall election. Oh, how convenient. How do we give a state? How do we take money from red states that are fiscally responsible that don't tax their citizens into oblivion, that that balance their budgets and fund their pensions 
and hand over $40 billion to a state with the highest income tax in the country, soon to be outpaced by New York, uh, so that Gavin, in, in a lead-up to his recall, can then write checks to people. Oh, sounds like you're giving something of value, hoping people will vote for you. Anyway, their mask mandate will last another month. Texas is banning mask mandates in schools. You know, it's 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 just pretty fascinating here because I'm 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 just trying to understand. You want to talk about COVID confusion? How does Nancy Pelosi go against the CDC mandate that everyone in the house wear a mask or you're going to get fined and then saying she didn't want the halls of Congress to turn into a petri a petri dish? Well, she certainly was in one at the White House last night. Anyone caught without a mask, you get a fine. Second offense goes from 500 to 2,500, but I don't, I don't know what the 10th offense is. I mean, whatever happened to the lectures about following the science? You know, because the CDC, Nancy Pelosi, Senator Warnock, all these others packed in a tiny room in the White House without one of them. I didn't see a mask in sight. And it's critical, 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 critical that they follow the science. We have followed the science. And what I've insisted on from day one is that we have to follow the science. You know, my faith has no quarrel with science. We've got to be patient. We have to exercise sound judgment and follow the science. Everything else we're talking about is will just continue and perhaps worsen unless we crush the virus. So follow the science. We want to follow uh, medical expertise and science over political considerations. Uh, I think Joe Biden has said that over and over, and I agree with him. That should be the standard. When convenient, Democrats trust the experts. They say we're all going to trust the science. And then other times they don't. Sometimes they believe in vaccines and sometimes they clearly don't have confidence in it. Now, there have been, according to the CDC website, we've chronicled this for you. The last time we looked earlier in the week was around 9,300 fully vaccinated people, including eight New York Yankees and Bill Maher uh, that contracted COVID. Of the 9,300, about 132 had died. I had not updated the numbers in the last couple of days. I don't know if it's higher. We'll watch that number for you. Um, why doesn't Nancy trust the CDC? Why, why aren't they following the science? Now, I think every, every member has a right to sue Nancy Pelosi for not following the science. I, you just You can't even make this up. You really can't. It's sad. I don't know. I mean, then you read these articles that people are afraid to give up their masks. The only reason I might still wear it is for a little bit of anonymity, a little longer, which is, you know, anonymity is not something that you, you realize is, is kind of a cool thing when you lose it. It's not, not as great as you think. Trust me. White House uh, says they won't say if there's evidence of to disprove the COVID Wuhan lab leak theory. Because now House Intelligence Republicans say there is uh, significant evidence that COVID-19 originated in that lab in Wuhan province. Now, hold on a second here. I thought that was a conspiracy theory. Well, it made sense. You see, the one question, and I keep bringing this up, and I, I'm going to bring it up until in, for as long as I can. The one question... Why did China put a travel ban in effect in their country? 
If you lived in Wuhan province, you couldn't travel anywhere else in China. If you lived in anywhere else in China, you couldn't travel to Wuhan province. But you could travel from Wuhan province to the rest of the world. China knew. That's what that tells me. That's that's my um, conclusion. Uh, the Trafalgar Group, great polling company, our friend Robert Cahaley, along with Convention of the States Action, they they commissioned a poll, 1,093 respo- uh, respondents in this poll. Has your confidence in Dr. Fauci gone up or down in the last year? Decreased significantly 30%. Decreased 12.1%. Yeah, decreased 42.2% is the final number. Has your confidence you know, gone up or down? If you look at, you know, break it down demo- demographically, Democrats have more faith in Fauci. Decreased significantly 50.8% of Republicans. Fauci needs to go. I tried to give him the benefit of the doubt to be fair. A lot of people made a lot of mistakes. You know, a lot of people didn't know. But now it's, it's so obvious he loves himself on TV. Loves being political. He's not been on the front lines like a lot of the people we put on this program that have been on the front lines. A lot of the doctors we interview. 5,000 patients that they've seen with COVID. I want to hear what they have to say. All right, as we roll along, 800-941-SEAN. You want to be a part of the program. Uh, Joe Scarborough lost it this morning. I think he was talking about Stacey Abrams, though. I'll explain. That's coming up at the top of the next hour. There is a lot going on. Arizona Senate leader. Now, I, I keep saying we need integrity in elections. Every state needs signature verification, voter ID, chain of custody control, Uh, we need partisan observers being able to observe and you need to make sure the voter rolls are clean before every election. Why would anybody be against that? Why? Makes no sense to me. Anyway, because we know that there was a dual signature verification standard in Georgia, voter ID standards. One was rigid if you voted in person, more lax if you voted by mail. We know Pennsylvania didn't follow their constitution. We know the laws of Wisconsin and Michigan weren't followed. This, this all has to happen. Nobody, there was no partisan observers observing anything. Um, by the way, out in Arizona, they're, they're doing this, I guess, Maricopa County. And we're just watching it. You know, why is everyone afraid? Okay, let's just make sure that everything went the way it's supposed to. Anyway, the Senate leader is leading the, the audit in Maricopa targeted by a white powder envelope. That's scary. The Senate president, Karen Fan. Pennsylvania election uh, officials discovered some coding error. I know nothing about this stuff. That, that counted only Democratic votes. According to the Washington Examiner, they're looking into that. And what happened there? Luzerne County voters issued a ballot that only indicated if it was for the Democratic part primary, regardless of their indicated party affiliation. We need to, we need to fix problems like they fixed them after 2000 in Florida, 2016 in Florida. We need integrity and confidence in our election results. Georgia is a court case. Superior Court judge there ruled today that absentee ballots in the 2020 presidential election can now be unsealed in Fulton County. They're stored in Fulton County. Nobody's looked at them since the election. Ruling, the, you know, he's issuing an order for the process to do it. Okay, why is why do Democrats hate that? Thanks, Scott. 25 till the top of the hour. Happy Friday. Thank God it's Friday. I love Fridays. We all love Fridays. 
Live for the weekend. Finally, we're getting some decent weather. Takes forever. There's an interesting, later on in the program, a great book by Alex Marlowe, Breaking the News, Exposing the uh, Establishment Media's Hidden Deals, Secret Corruption. One thing he revealed, Chucky Todd was Amy Klobuchar's landlord, apparently, but didn't disclose it during any coverage or interviews with her. (laughs) Look, I told you journalism is dead, but the latest examples, there's a lot of deep ties This is a really deep dive book about, you know, these corporations and their strategy to control the news. It's there. It's all an extension. Most quote news isn't news. It's propaganda. It's lies. It's agenda driven. We're talking about literally the the Pravda propaganda arm of the Democratic Party, an extension of their press departments. That's all it is. What do you think the candidate protection program is all about? The presidential protection program is all about. Oh, okay. We're going to let Joe do all his, you know, confused, confounded, bumbling, mumbling, stumbling. But there's nothing wrong. We just act like there's nothing wrong. Bricks, rocks, bottles, you know, you name it, Molotov cocktails, 3,000 injured cops. They're not riots. We'll redefine the word. Infrastructure, that's daycare, is infrastructure. Free college is infrastructure. Free daycare, free free babysitting, infrastructure. Unbelievable. I see that the Washington, D.C. mayor, uh, Mayor Bowser, last year authorized the painting of Black Lives Matter street sign mural near the White House, uh, apparently agrees and supports Mayor Lightweight, and the ban on giving interview uh, to any reporter that is not Hispanic or African-American. D.C. mayor said to Fox 5 D.C. that she's making a point when she made her announcement. Mayor congratulated Light, Lightfoot on her second year in office, saying she also discussed making newsrooms more uh, closely resemble the cities they cover. Now, Democrat. And former presidential candidate, former representative Tulsi Gabbard, she blasted the Chicago mayor today, called for her resignation following the revelation. She said Mayor Lightfoot's blatant anti-white racism is abhorrent. I call upon President Biden, Kamala Harris, other leaders of our country, of all races, to join me in calling for Mayor Lightfoot's resignation. Our leaders must condemn all racism, whatever form it takes. Chicago Tribune went so far as to cancel an interview with the mayor on Wednesday in protest of that decision. Good for them. Now, there there are people, you know, one of the reasons Democrats use the playbook every two years and four years, Republicans are racist, they're sexist, they're misogynists, they're xenophobic, homophobic. Islamophobic, now transphobic. They want 30 air and water. They want grandma and grandpa to have nothing. Eat dog food, cat food for a couple of years. Then a Republican will come with a wheelchair and throw them over a cliff so they can die. Now it's every day. What do you think Jim Crow 2.0 by Joe Biden? Joe Biden's been in the Senate representing Delaware forever. He's never lifted a finger one time. Not once. To make voting in Delaware more accessible. 
is far more restrictive voting laws in Delaware than the new law in Georgia. You have 17 days early in-person voting now in Georgia. I don't even like the idea myself. Why don't we just have one election day? But anyway, I'm just making a point. That's what the Georgia law provides for. How many early uh, in-person days of voting in Delaware? None. Not one. Drop boxes in every precinct in Georgia. None in Delaware. Voter ID needed in both Georgia and in Delaware. And Delaware, if you want to vote by mail absentee, you've got to give them an excuse that's acceptable to them. Not Georgia. You know, how dare the guy that partnered with with the man that filibustered the Civil Rights Act of 64, Voting Rights Act of 65, former Klansman, that he partnered with to stop the integration of schools and school busing because he didn't want schools to become racial jungles. That's Joe Biden. Why do I say it? Kamala Harris said it once, according to a new book. You know, Jill Biden is quoted as saying about Kamala, she can go F herself. Oof. It'd be a blood sport politics, I'll tell you that. Uh, I like Ted Cruz. Ted Cruz says this nationwide wave of anti-Semitism and anti-Semitic violence is being encouraged by left-wing Democrats in Washington. He's on Fox News this morning. He said it's reprehensible, the anti-Semitic violence that we're seeing, and we've been seeing a rise of anti-Semitic violence both in America and Europe. And he said, unfortunately, it is encouraged. He goes further. It's encouraged by radical Islamic terrorists. It's encouraged by the angry left, the far left that regularly traffics in anti-Israeli rhetoric and anti-Semitic rhetoric. And it used to be that that was just on the fringe on the extremes. We now see some of the most prominent members of Congress vocally, repeatedly traffic in these anti-Semitic tropes and attacking and denigrating and lying about Israel. It's disgraceful. He's right. What we should be doing is standing up and saying unequivocally, we stand with Israel. Instead, you got Bernie Sanders, AOC, squad members, House, Senate. They've introduced legislation to block arms sales to Israel. I thought the United States of America stood against the evil of radical terrorists. Hamas is a terrorist organization. Their charter calls for the destruction of Israel. They, unprovoked, have fired thousands of rockets into Israeli cities. And nobody wants to help out our closest ally, the only democracy in the Middle East, Bernie Sanders, Bolshevik Bernie. You know, the guy that honeymooned in the former Soviet Union? Yeah, the murdering regime Soviet Union, that one. Praise the murdering regime of Fidel Castro. The same with uh, the Sandinistas and, and Daniel Ortega. Venezuela's Hugo Chavez, that, those are Bernie's friends. Yeah, he's now, he wants to scuttle any arms sales to our ally under fire. What would he do if, if rockets were being fired, thousands of them, into Vermont? I'd like to think that he would fight back. You have another congresswoman, uh, member of the squad from Washington, 
suggesting Thursday that Israel was the party responsible for the ongoing rockets. We condemn Hamas's firing of those rockets, but I think you have to look at what prompted. No, that's 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 bull. That's bull. There's a big problem Democrats have, and that is that Pelosi is afraid of the squad in AOC because if they decide she's out of speaker, she's out. The new Green Deal is their agenda, and they're all bragging how they got Joe to go along with every single solitary bit of it. The real Speaker of the House is Congresswoman Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Pelosi is Speaker in name only, which is why she rarely criticizes them. She doesn't want to take them on or condemn even, you know, you know, virulent anti-Semitic statements of some. Where's Chuck Schumer? Where's Joe Biden? These are members of their party. Great story today in the New York Post about uh, Senator Wyden. You know, he's been pushing legislation to boost the nation's semiconductor industry. While simultaneously, the story goes on, his wife, who happens to own the Strand Bookstore in New York City, has been cleaning up on shares of chip makers who have stood to benefit. Well, sure, it's just a lucky coincidence, right? Since last year, Ron Wyden has pushed legislation to bolster U.S. chip companies, co-sponsored the America Leads Act, spoke in favor of the CHIPS Act, two bills designed to promote semiconductor design and production on American soil amid rising competition from China. Wyden's efforts to get a leg up on Wednesday and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Let's see. One company they invested in. Hmm. They bought in at... 4615 and sold out at 13373. It's up 190% profit. Another one they bought in uh and in April of 20 14850. Well that wow, that went up a whopping went up to 333 bucks. Broadcom 252 they bought in at sold out at 483. Nice nice gig if you can get it. Linda, you know how I told you I've had hours and hours and hours and hours of conversations on the issue of cryptocurrency. Remember? Yes, I remember. You can tell this audience. It's okay. Be honest. What is my technical abilities? On a scale? Yeah, graded on a scale. I might not even bring the scale out for you. It just is not really your thing. Yeah, it's not my thing. I can download an app. Anyway, download it. I find you know my two friends who, who they are. They have worked on me probably a hundred hours explaining cryptocurrency and Bitcoin and how Bitcoin it's an algorithm. Well, it's an algorithm, it's a math equation. Okay, okay. and I'm like, okay, I understand that. It's a math equation. Okay, there's cryptocurrency. There's only so much of Bitcoin out there, and then that's it. And and you can use it as a as a currency, as a means of exchange. Okay, I get that part too. And then as the algorithm builds out, you know, you start adding zeros to it. And, and many are anticipating it's going to go to this number, this number, this number, this number. They have me looking at charts. They have me looking at predictions. They have me looking at columns. They're just hammering me. And I'm like, well, I don't understand because I always figured math problems end at some point. Oh, no, no, no. It's, there's, there's like no answer to the algorithm. That was the part I have a hard time understanding. They broke me down. I finally actually... Bought some. Now, by the way, I'm not recommending anybody do anything. I just did it for fun. I'm not betting the milk money on this. 
But I did it for fun. Are you surprised? They broke me down. They just would not let. They I kind of am surprised to me about it. You've never liked that. I don't know why that changed. I don't know because they would not. They were so now. They're so smart. They're both engineers, um, and one's an engineer and a lawyer. One's an insanely great inventor. Brilliant people, and they just every question I had, they had a good answer for. I said I'll do it for fun. Anyway. I, you know, I know people, they when had a people bad week. told me back in the day when it was like next to nothing, everyone that told me was a little crazy. Like, in other words, people that we know that we like even that are, you know, a little bit off a little bit. Turns out they were pretty smart, <laughs> a lot smarter than us. Oh, man. You're never going to do it, are you? Never in a million years. Never in a million years. Never going to do it. I'm, I you know, just, whenever advice, there's this I, many and people. And I don't like people that, that, you know, give out advice. I'm not giving you financial advice. You guys have to decide. I prefer. We're just I talking about like a news item. Market. It's a big deal. That's all. No, it's, for me now, it's just fun. I just did this for fun. And with, with every expectation, no expectations that I'll even ha- have the money in the end. But I just, I just did it because I'm just reading it all the time. Right, but that's the thing, right? Why are they pushing so hard? Why are we talking about it so much? Now we have people saying they want half their salary in Bitcoin. I'm like, okay. No, that's true. I think it's a little. It's a little weird to me. Aren't there athletes that are asking for half of their? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Yeah, I read that. Jumping on board. I'm like, "Mm, it's weird. I don't know. I mean, I just I find it fascinating. And then when you think of inflation and currencies. And the dollar, it makes sense. Now, people have to pay their taxes on it. There's going to be government regulation because I think probably there are people that think that they can do it under the radar, pay for it, buy it, make a profit, not report it. That's dumb. That's yeah, the kind of thing that ends you up week. in jail. Report your income. What? They took a hit. China made, you know... Regulations and sanctions against the use of Bitcoin in various business infrastructures in China. And now they can't do a lot of the trade that they were doing via cryptocurrency. And Bitcoin had a bad week. Mm -hmm. But this is if you look at these charts, it fits the exact pattern. That's the fascinating thing about it. All right, hour two on this Friday, Sean Hannity show, toll free 800-941-SEAN. You want to be a part of the program. Joe Scarborough lost it today. Morning, morning, Joe. He lost it. And um, it's kind of shocking because, you know, he, he lost it and is telling, if you don't like it, leave it, meaning the country. Um, and he's talking to Stacey Abrams supporters. Now, you might remember that in the past, uh, there had been all these Democrats. Stacey Abrams still has never conceded her loss in 2018. Well, anyway, here is Morning Joe losing his mind this morning. This is about you playing in to what every one of our enemies wants you to play into. That American democracy is not worth being trusted. That American democracy is no different than Russia. If you believe that, I will say to you what many of you said in the 1960s. America, love it or leave it. If you don't have respect in American democracy anymore, if you don't respect 
Madisonian checks and balances. If your guy doesn't win, if that's the new rules of engagement for this great republic, then just leave our country because you're unworthy of it. Now, you said it so perfectly, Joe. All right. Now, remember all the Democrats? Remember Stacey Abrams? She says she won that election in Georgia and she won't concede to this day. And 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 all the Democrat Hillary Clinton, the media, they all defended her. Listen, I don't know if anybody who believes that Stacey Abrams did not win Georgia. It was stolen from her Uh, because of, of what you just described. We have functionally disenfranchised hundreds of thousands of our fellow Americans. But for what you just described, Stacey Abrams would be the governor of the state of Georgia right now. There's a kind of cynical decision, and it's happening across the country, whether it's the racially motivated patterns of voter suppression that are responsible, I think, for the fact that Stacey Abrams is not the governor of Georgia right now. We are a three steps forward, two steps back kind of country when it comes to democracy, going all the way back to Reconstruction. And we've seen it right now. I don't need to tell Georgia about it. Stacey Abrams ought to be the governor of Georgia. Let's say this loud and clear. Without voter suppression, Stacey Abrams would be the governor of Georgia. And you can lose the Electoral College and therefore the election for these four reasons. Number one, voter suppression. We saw what happened in Georgia where Stacey Abrams should be governor of that state. I know Stacey well. She was one of my uh, really strong um, surrogates in the campaign. If she'd had a fair election, she already would have won. I'm saying this uh, from a perspective where I have not been in the weeds, but I think that Stacey Abrams' election is being stolen from her using uh, uh, what I think are insidious measures to disenfranchise uh, certain groups of people. If Stacey Abrams doesn't win in Georgia, they stole it. It's clear. It's clear. And I would say I say that publicly, it's clear. Thank Up you. next, how the Grinch stole Christmas, a.k.a. the elections down in Georgia. The election stolen, people disenfranchised, she should be governor, no consent. Sounds like Joe Scarborough. I never heard him say love America or leave it back in the day. Now, at different times in our history, we have come up against problems with elections. Let's start with 2000. Can anybody in this country say with absolute certainty that the vote count in Florida with swinging, dimpled, pimpled, hanging, perforated chads, uh, the, the mess we went through, ultimately decided by the Supreme Court? Can anyone really say with any confidence that we know the exact number of votes that 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 one that made the difference for George W. Bush in 2000? The answer to that question is no. We had problems in Florida again in 2016. Palm Beach County, Broward County, thank goodness that Ron DeSantis cleaned it up. No problems at all in 2020. Now, then you ask a question. Okay, if you calmly, intelligently look at the lawsuit by the Democrats in Georgia, the Democratic National Campaign Committee, Senatorial Campaign Committee, and this consent agreement that allowed two standards uh, in terms of of voting mail-in standards were lax you didn't need signature verification voter id uh but if you voted in person you needed voter id and your signature was matched to the state database that's a problem if you have two separate standards in voting uh pennsylvania's constitution is very clear 
very, very specific limited examples where they allow in that Constitution for mail-in balloting. But the state legislature didn't go through the process of amending the Constitution. They just thought they'd bypass that difficult process. And then, of course, the 4-3 decision, the stinging dissent by the by the chief justice in the state of Wisconsin, their Supreme Court, uh, because, yeah, they've got restrictions on on mail in voting as well that were not adhered to. Same with Michigan. And so uh, these problems, I say we need five things fixed. Voter IDs got to be standard signature verification standard. Uh, you clean the voter rolls after every election and make sure they're up to date. Very simple stuff. Not that difficult. Uh, partisan observers, statutory language says they should be able to observe the vote count, not from 100 feet away, 30 feet away. Got to be able to keep the integrity, chain of custody, those things. Anyway, here to weigh in on this, Mark Simone. He is uh, my fellow host on our affiliate New York, AM 710 uh, WOR. And we got Betsy McCoy, former lieutenant governor of New York, chairwoman of the committee to reduce infection deaths. Thank you both for being here. Mark Simone, I'll start with you. Uh, I'm sure you're a big fan of, of, of Joe Scarborough. Why, why wasn't he saying this in 2018? Well, he's yelling and screaming. I blame you, actually, in Fox News. If you didn't wipe, <laughs> this, if you didn't wipe this guy out in the ratings, he wouldn't have to pull these kind of stunts and try to get him. Yeah, he actually went up head-to-head against me once. It didn't work out well for him. Oh, that's right. <laughs> nine o'clock, Scarborough country. How many people yeah. have you wiped out? Oh, uh, boy, o'clock? there's a blast from the. I think we counted once that I'd been through between fake news, CNN, and, and MSDNC, maybe like 25 or 30 hosts in, in the 25 years I've been there. It's pretty funny. You know, I was on Scarborough Country once. The topic was why you shouldn't have to show a driver's license to vote and how that was terrible and disgusting. I swear to God, I get to the NBC building, Rockefeller Center, you have to have a driver's license to get in to be on this show. Oh, you and can't make that up. That is too <laughs> funny. Um, is there anything onerous, difficult, unfair, Betsy McCoy? Because uh, when I buy my jewel pods, which I like, or a six-pack of beer, which I like, or or... You know, maybe Tito's once in a while that I like. Uh, I need a picture ID. When I go to the DNC, Democratic National Convention, I need a picture ID. Where if I, anytime I've been to the White House, I need a picture ID. Anytime I've been to the Capitol, I need a picture ID. You need a picture ID for everything in life. Why are they so resistant to picture ID for voting, to ensure well, integrity? they're not interested in voting. They're interested in cheating. Take a look at Nancy Pelosi's bill, H.R. 1. This is not a bill to improve voting or make voting easier. It's a bill to make cheating easier. That's the Democratic strategy. They know they cannot win unless they make cheating easier. I mean, it's pretty phenomenal. I mean, I would think this is bipartisan. Mark Simone, doesn't every American deserve integrity in elections, in the process, and shouldn't every American want confidence in the results that we get? We know how to do it right because many states do do it right. Even with mail-in balloting and, and case in point, they've had their problems over the years, but they had no problems this year down in Florida because Ron DeSantis, you know, they have a lot of the large elderly population, a lot of mail-in balloting, but it was done very, very, you know, securely. What, what, those simple things guarantee integrity in our election. Why would any Democrat oppose those simple things I'm mentioning? Uh, it's a 
dumbest thing in the world. You have to show uh, ID to get a vaccine. You have to show a driver's license to get vaccinated. <laughs> That's true. Hundreds get... of millions of people get vaccinated. You, and it's the most racist thing. I've heard Joe Biden and others say this. Well, you're minorities. They can't get it. They don't have a driver's license. Of course they do. They go to work every day. They, even if you didn't, if you live in New York where some people don't drive, it's so easy to get a government ID. But the, the racism of thinking that, well, they'll never figure out how to do that, it's, it's ridiculous. Yeah. You I'm, know, I'm I, glad I listen... that Mark... Betsy, go ahead. I... I'm glad that Mark brought up racism, because, in fact, the Democrats are becoming the party of reverse racism. Another good example, Lori Lightfoot announcing that she would only do interviews with journalists of color. Let me ask you about this question. I'll ask you both the same question. So the new law in Georgia makes voting far more accessible than it's ever been. 17 days in person early voting. Uh, Georgia has drop boxes in every precinct. More uh, accessible than New York voting. More okay. And, and interestingly, Joe Biden never once lifted a finger to improve accessibility to the ballot box in his great state of Delaware. They don't have any early in voting in, in, in-person voting days. They don't have any drop boxes. You need to provide an excuse to get an absentee ballot. You don't need that in Georgia and yet he's calling the new law far more accessible, his state far more restrictive, uh, Jim Crow 2.0, Mark. Yeah, well, you can get away with anything when the media, mainstream media, backs you up. And will whatever crazy narrative you come up with, they'll back you up. You know, it's like uh, I, he's also talking about white supremacists. I mean, all over New York right now. Uh, there are riots going on Times Square yesterday. Jewish people are being beaten up. Asian people are beaten up. This, this is not white supremacists. Uh, maybe there are some white supremacists, a handful of them in the, around some campfire somewhere. But they always make up these fake problems that don't exist, trying to get whatever they want, and the media backs it up until you break that collusion. I don't know how we're ever going to get over this. Yeah, your well, reaction? Right. They no, make ahead, the hypocrisy possible. They make the hypocrisy possible. You were pointing out that Biden uh, says that we, we need more lenient voting rules when, in fact, Delaware doesn't have them. Here's another good example. He's pushing hard to force every suburb in the United States to give up local zoning so that he can locate, place high-rise buildings in leafy suburbs that are zoned for single-family housing. So I took a look at where he lives. He lives in a little suburb, Greenville, Maryland, no affordable housing, no multifamily housing, no housing vouchers allowed. What kind of hypocrisy is that? Well, it's just typical hypocrisy, to be very blunt about it, just like pretty much everything else that we deal with in the media. All right, quick break. We'll come back more with Mark Simone, Betsy McCoy. Uh, next half hour, wide open phones on a Friday, 800-941-SEAN, if you want to join us. All right, we continue with Mark Simone and Betsy McCoy. Why do you think Joe lost it? You you know him, Mark. You've known him for years. I, I used to know Joe, and, and back in 2000, I remember a phone call we had him calling me saying, they're stealing this election in Florida. That's what he said to me. I remember exactly where I was. I remember the exact conversation. What's happened to Joe? I really don't think Joe lost it. I'm, I'm not kidding. Fox and Friends wipes him out in the ratings. Ratings have plunged uh, in the but last... He, but he used to be way more conservative. He'd become a, a, a radical New Green Deal, you know, socialist squad mess. And, you know, apparently loves, you know, sippy cup Joe, who's out of it. You want to talk about weakness projected to the world? Look at Joe Biden. 
Well, he was the biggest Trump lover on earth. A minute later, he was the biggest Trump hater on earth. I think he just, he's like a weather vane. And he, he, I, I guarantee after that rant, he just looked in the control room and said, how was that? Was that good? Just hoping it'll go viral. I, is, is that what it is, Betsy, do you think? Have you ever been on a show? I I haven't, but I have to say, when he got to the point where he suggested that illegal immigrants coming across the border would fight for this country, uh, that's when it really got to me. I couldn't believe it. He, the uh, the Democrats, like AOC, want to even allow the MS-13 gang members to be here. Well, not, no, they're I, fighting, I love but the they're fact not that, fighting for our country. Well, I love states like New York and, and New Jersey, now California. Newsom's facing a recall election. Two-thirds of Californians are going to get a check just prior to the recall vote. Man, and, and it's $40 billion <laughs> taxpayer dollars from, the, from our federal government, and they have a $75 billion surplus. So why are responsible red state citizens that elect politicians that balance their budgets, fund their pe- pensions, are fiscally responsible? Why are they paying a state like California where he's going to give out checks to Californians to vote for him, pretty much, and and including illegal immigrants. I I can't wrap my mind mind around that easily at all. Well, again, the collusion, the media covering this up. They should be asking every second, why did you need a seventy billion dollar bailout? They should be asking Governor Cuomo, why did you need a hundred billion dollar bailout? And doesn't that make you the biggest welfare case in history? I, I'm glad you mentioned Cuomo because I, I've identified <laughs> I, I, a sentence in his new book. Now, this book was listed as nonfiction, but you read this sentence and you know that they should have put it over on the fiction column. Uh, uh, actually, it should be in the true crime section, I think. Right, that's <laughs> okay. right. He said, quote, I have accomplished by any objective standard more than any governor in modern history. Oh, and yeah, I'm thinking, that, that... <laughs> Yeah, okay. We're all by that one. All right, I got to roll. Thank you both. Uh, Have a great weekend. Mark Simone, Betsy McCoy, 800-941-SEAN, toll-free telephone number. Quick break, right back. All right, 25 to the top of the hour, 800-941-SEAN, if you want to be a part of the program. Violence between just the violence we see, defunding, dismantling the police, it is out of control. I mean, cities now are just, it's untenable. It's not safe for you and your family to go there. You know, so we have this conflict, thousands of rockets fired into Israel by Hamas, you know, a terrorist organization. And Joe, and he's taking credit for brokering the peace. Like, yeah, okay, Joe, whatever you say. You've got uh, pro-Palestinian protesters. We're now seeing hate crimes against Jewish Americans all across this country. We now hear virulent anti-Semitism from elected officials, top Democratic leaders in Congress, you know, criticizing the American-Israeli Public Affairs Committee over an ad that shows some of the radicalism of Congresswoman Omar. You've got now Fox News had a piece on foxnews.com, these incidents of anti-Jewish hatred erupting across America, and, you know, I haven't, I haven't heard word one from Joe, Nancy, Chucky Schumer. They didn't even criticize the Democrats that are involved in this. You know, it is, I, I, I can't even believe New York, California, Illinois, Utah. You know, so much is happening. Stop telling me this is about Israel and Gaza, said a New Yorker. You know, my people are being targeted across the U.S. in broad daylight. Textbook anti-Semitism. That's true. Congresswoman Tlaib recently attends a fundraiser hosted by a a, a rabid anti-Semite, I mean, a, a pro-Palestinian activist host had called the Jewish people satanic, among other things. Biden giving 
you know, it, it's just it's it's beyond anything I've ever seen. Biden claiming credit. You got to be kidding me. He doesn't deserve credit for any of this. Um, and then I look at some of the other things that are happening. You know, all these hate crimes. Anyway, um, violence against Jewish Americans now are erupting all across the country. You got a pro-Palestinian mob throwing fireworks at pro-Israel supporters in New York City, injuring a woman, 55, screaming, F Israel. Wow. This is our country where this is happening. Then you have all the other incidents of of how defunding, how's that working out? Anyway, um, there's a tape that has come out of an incident out in New York last night. A gentleman was there with his family. Their car was attacked. I actually have the video. We're putting it up on Hannity.com. A group of pro-Palestinian individuals who decided Jewish people don't have a right to pass. They damaged the car. They jumped on it through something that looked like blood on this man's wife. All while his children have to watch this in the backseat of the car. Police show up and they did nothing. Why? Because they're afraid to. This is now, you know, it's the inmates are running the asylum. The police did nothing. Protesters taunting them. Ah, they're not going to do anything. Ha ha. Listen. Come on. These guys are hitting my car. They're breaking my car. These guys hit my car. I want these guys arrested right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. these guys these guys are hitting my car they're damaging my car can i back up hold the horn please back up please see i and the police you can hear them Beth, the police are right there they're not going to do anything they're not going to do anything pro-palestinian individuals deciding jewish people don't have a right to pass damaging the car with children in it the man's wife in that car jumping on the car damaging the car throwing something that looks like blood on on this man's wife please do nothing because they have handcuffs on now because the 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 woke cancel culture, you know, last year during the summer riots weren't riots. Remember that we don't call them riots. Three thousand cops hurt rocks, bricks, bottles, Molotov cocktails and worse knives and guns. We've lost what, 120 some odd cops already this year in the line of duty. Can you name one of them? Anyway, the person that was in that car, Jeff Provado. Uh, was the one that was out in New, New York last night with his family. I, I watched this video. I, I, am, I feel so sorry for you, and I really feel horrible for this country that this is now yeah. what this country is becoming. It was it was a scary moment, Sean. You know, we were following our, our ways to try to get out of the city. We were celebrating my wife's birthday at my son's rooftop apartment, having a great time. And then we come upon, you know, the traffic light. Why does it keep stopping? You know, it's green, it's red. We haven't get through. And next thing you know, they're sitting on the street in front of us. And then all of a sudden, they're surrounding the car. And they're putting the flag up. And they're throwing stuff and spitting on my car. And, and you know, I... Hey, listen, I have my right too. Israel, Israel forever. And they kept it up, kicking the car, dented it. Um, I got the, the stuff that we found out was hot sauce that they threw at us. You know, had it all over us, my wife. It was, it was horrible. 
You know, this has become, you know, Joe Biden and Bill de Blasio's America. This is the way they want it. They handcuff the police. And unfortunately, listen, I love the police. New York City police, I think, are the best. Um, and unfortunately, they don't. They, 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 wait a minute. They did not. They did not help you last night. And they were there. Yeah. But they're, they're handcuffed by the politicians. They don't want them to do anything. And it's horrible, horrible, horrible. How did it end? You know, you, uh, it ended where we finally were able to uh, the cops got enough police around us. Um, and we were able to, they were able to help us turn around. We had to make a U-turn, um, headed back down Water Street and got on, got on the FDR down, you know, further down south. Well, I, you know, I, I don't even know what to say because that's not the America that I know. No, no. And I was like, you know, I was like, I want these guys arrested. And if you've seen the video, the guy's like, no one's going to arrest us. No one's going to arrest us. They know they're not going to get arrested. And if they do, they're back on the street in a couple of hours. Because of these, because these cash bail laws that they pass in this state are horrific. They're doing nothing. Letting the by the way, there are no bail laws. You get arrested, yeah. they let you go with no yeah. money, no bail, and you're out back on the street in in hours. Yeah, and here you go. Here's a, here's a appearance ticket. Show up in two months. Yeah, okay, goodbye. Have a nice day, and then they go out and create uh, another twenty crimes. So. You know, yeah. we need, and we need. I'm out there supporting Israel. We need to support our only democratic country in the Middle East. Meanwhile, you have. Yeah, Talib, AOC, Ilian Omar. She's, I think she's the spokesperson for Hamas. That's what she sounds like when she gets out there. Talib grabs Biden on the, on the tarmac the other day and starts talking to him, and he praises her. I mean, what is the matter with Joe Biden? He's a puppet. He is a puppet. When you listen to him, when he comes to these uh, news conferences, oh, they, they don't want me to take questions. Who's they, right? You know, <laughs> Jeff, listen, I'm glad you and your family got out of there with your life without yep. real severe injuries, but that was a mob. Yep. And the police were yeah. afraid to deal with it because of the circumstances created by Comrade de Blasio, the governor yeah. of New York, the state legislature. And as, by the way, this is why I'm telling people, get the hell out of here. You get don't want to be in these cities. It's not safe to be in these cities. How old are your children? It's not. I mean, we, when we drove in, I was so mortified. I haven't driven into the city in a couple of years. We came off the Williamsburg Bridge. Everything's graffitied. It's disgusting. You know, and disgusting. Then I the video. Did, you, did you see the video yesterday of they were chasing Jews in the Diamond District? They threw a bomb yep. at them. I did. I mean, unbe- unbelievable. What is this? How, how old are your what children? Uh, my, my son is 15 and my daughter is 13. I, I can't even imagine what they think of this. Uh, my daughter was crying half the way home. Half yeah, the way of course home. she was. And, when, and I will look at the police officer. You know, he's got a community service T-shirt on. Is this what the funding the police is? This is what sending social workers out is going to do. No, you need... Uh, cops there with bats and, and, you know, shields and everything to protect the people. But no, they just, it's, they're handcuffed. I love these guys. The politicians have handcuffed them so bad that it's almost like they're not even there. Jeff, thank you. for. I'm so sorry that you and your family had to go through that. Thanks for sharing uh, the story because I think people need to be aware and be aware because this be is, you've got to be careful where you are. Uh, and yeah. we appreciate it. I'm, I'm glad it wasn't worse, but I can't believe this is the America that we that that, that is coming to being and it's acceptable. But thank you, sir. And uh, all the best from uh, this program to you. You got now. it. John. Thank you. All right. Quick break. We'll come back more on this. I can't believe this is the country we're living in. On the other side, 800-941-SEAN. You want to be a part of the program. News Roundup information overload at the top of the next hour. Now we're talking about this incident that took place in New York City last night. That's really smart. Fox News had a piece about New York City Jewish residents attacked by pro-Palestinian protesters. There's all, quote, they wanted blood. That was on that video. You know, one car was burned, uh, one burned by fireworks, thrown from cars. Pro-Palestinian mobs physically attacking Jewish people in Canada and the U.S. 
Breitbart had an article about pro-Palestinian rioters appear to attack and spit on people they believe to be Jewish in New York City. There's video of Good Samaritans rescuing a Florida deputy because he was under attack during a traffic stop. And they had to, the, the public had to help protect the cops. You want to be a cop today? Listen, I always ask this question. What are you going to do? Okay, meaning what will you do if God forbid? Now, I know what I'm going to do. I have my plan. Wherever I am, you know, it doesn't matter. But most people, you know, I've spent eight years training an hour and a half a day, five days a week in situational self-defense and mixed martial arts and, and, and street fighting and and we do situational training with, with firearms and blades and sticks. I mean, I've broken every finger on my hand a couple of times on, on some of them. And I know how to defend myself, but not against 50 people. This was a mob that surrounded this family. Who thinks this is a good idea? Who thinks this is ever going to end well? Because the answer is it's not going to end well. But they keep doubling down on stupid. Now, if they go forward and take away the indemnification of police officers, meaning, in other words, if there's an incident, they get sued, that they're responsible for paying their lawyers, it's over. There will be no policing. If we don't, if we don't take the handcuffs off police and let them do their jobs... Somebody resisting arrest, I can promise you, there's never going to be a case of somebody resisting arrest that's going to look good on any videotape ever. Now, if there's bad cops, you got to get rid of them. Well, we're talking about less than 1%. Most of these big cities, you now have majority minority police departments. Who are you going to call? What are you going to do? You know, I will tell you for myself... That, you know, I would strongly urge every American that is so inclined, I'm not trying to force you into doing it, learn firearm safety. The number one defense weapon I'd recommend for somebody's home, but you can talk to your professionals that you know. Well, first, you've got to be trained in the safety and use of it. Don't go, I'm going to get this big uh, shotgun and no, you got to learn safety first. That's my advice. I've, I've been handling firearms since I'm, what, 11 years old. And then you every, a shotgun, that's probably going to, that that's, would be the gun of choice. God forbid somebody breaks into your house, wants to bring harm to you and your family. There are a lot of states that allow concealed carry, but don't carry one until you got trained in the safe use and proficiency of that weapon. That's my advice. So our second, you have a right to defend yourself. Although in New York, you have to retreat first. Retreat. But Sean, can I interrupt for one second? Can no. I just add something? As somebody who commutes in and out of New York City, I have had my car jumped on. I have had people spit. I have had people smash my windows, call me a white devil, horrible other names that I can't say on family-friendly radio, and police standing right there and saying, we're very sorry, we're unable to help you. Very sorry. It, it's this. This is the new normal, and, and you, you don't want to know why because they you got can't. the upper hand last summer. And look at what they did to cops last summer. They destroyed their vehicles. They take huge, massive buckets of water and 
douse these cops, and these cops couldn't lift a finger. It's unbelievable to me. That should never happen to anybody what happened to you or what happened to this man or what's happening to these cops. Listen, I walk out of the office sometimes during these protests, walk down the street. People throw things at you because you're by yourself. It's it's more of the mob mentality. Like, oh, that person's by themselves and they look like they might not be thinking what we think. So we're going to attack them. Like, how could you tell that that family was Jewish inside of their car? How could you tell? What? What was it about them? I, I have I mean, no idea. It's it's absolutely revolting. It's outrageous. It's racist. It's it's ethnophobic. It's anti-Semitic. And I'm like, and where's De Blasio? He's at Shake Shack. That's what he's yeah. doing right now. So get your shot. That um, you know, I can't even understand the word he's stuffing his face. He's a dope. It's gross. Disgusting. Disgusting. Get, I'm telling you, everyone. We just gotta. We you just gotta get out of these cities. Got to get the hell out of here. All right, 800-941-SEAN if you want to be a part of the program. Uh, Alex Marlowe is going to join us uh, from Breitbart coming up. Quick break, right back. Coming up next, our final news roundup and information overload hour. All right, news roundup, information overload hour on a Friday, 800-941-SEAN if you want to join us. Uh, you know, the media mob in this country, I said in 2007, I said journalism's dead. I don't think I was wrong then. As a matter of fact, I think I'm proven right pretty much every day. There are a few of us out there that will get information to you that you're not going to get from the rest of the media mob. Let me give you just a small taste of the, the mob, the media, and their echo chambers. Let me play a little bit of this. This idea propagated by the president and others that it is a fake dossier, that's just not true. Steel dossier. Dossier of alleged dirt. Dossier. A dossier. Impeachment. Impeachable. Impeached. Impeached. Impeachment. 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 Impeachable. Impeachable. The presidency is effectively a Russian op, right? A dizzying 24 hours in the Russia investigation. Russia. Russian. Russia. The Russian. Russians. Russian. Russia. 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 Russians. Stormy Daniels. Stormy Daniels. The Stormy Saga. The Stormy Daniels um, affair. Adult film star Stormy Daniels. He's a holer. Is there a difference if the president said uh, holer house? Do you think these countries are holes? Donald Trump has turned the Oval Office into a hole. Donald Trump's war on elements of his own government. Trump's war on absentee ballots. Trump's war on Fauci. President Trump's war on face masks. Trump's war on world order. Donald Trump's war on women. Trump's war on science. Trump's war on children. Folks, the president has manufactured one heck of a political crisis for himself. Donald Trump is manufacturing a national security crisis. You will hear them say is that this is a manufacturing crisis. All the mainstream media outlets they peddled conspiracy theories and lies about Trump-Russia collusion. Everything we told you has now been proven true. Not expecting to get a Pulitzer, I promise you. You only get that if you write fake news stories for the New York slimes. And it's just, it's, it's so bad. The dirty Russian, you know, you, this is an interesting point. Want to know who sucked up to Putin? Tell Vladimir I'll have more flexibility after the election. Just tell Vladimir. Don't let anyone else know. That was Obama. What did they do with Crimea, Ukraine? Nothing. Nothing. Then, of course, Hillary Clinton. Yeah, remember Hillary Clinton? She paid for the dirty Russian misinformation dossier that was unverifiable, filled with lies that the media peddled, the Democrats peddled, 
and, and, and it was three long years of this lie. She paid for the Russian disinformation, not Donald Trump. It was Hillary Clinton signing off on, we have a shortage of uranium, signing off on our uranium going to Vladimir Putin's Russia. Hostile actor, hostile regime. How does that happen? And then, of course, the money, people involved. Now, we had an FBI insider, I've interviewed him, that was actually with Putin's operatives in the U.S. That was chronicling right back to Robert Mueller, then FBI director, bribery, extortion, kickbacks, money laundering. And Hillary signed off on it. And, oh, magically, millions show up in the Clinton Foundation from the people brokering that deal. You know, who would ever give uranium when we don't even have enough the foundational material for nuclear weapons to Putin? How stupid is that? It's inexplicable to me. A dirty dossier Hillary paid for. Now we got Joe. He's taking away high-paying career jobs in the energy sector with a stroke of a pen, stopping construction of the Keystone XL pipeline, and then five days after Russians hacked the colonial pipeline that shut off the spigot and the supply of gasoline to the entire eastern United States, 17 states impacted, then he signs off on a waiver so Vladimir can build his pipeline and control the lifeblood of Western European allies of ours by giving them the energy that they need. Well, what if, what if the hostile actor Putin one day wakes up in a bad mood, turns the spigot off? All that's going to do is push our allies into the arms of Russia. Forget about America. This, this is America last. Let's make, let's make Putin rich. Let's make Russia rich. Those are Democrats making bad decisions on Russia. We have a crisis. Alex Marlowe is Breitbart News' network editor-in-chief. Come out with an amazing book. I know he was on with the great one, our friend Mark Levin, last night, but I, I wanted to get into some of the things that, that they discussed and some of the things that I see in this book. I just got my copy. I was able to look at it today. And it's breaking the news, exposing the establishment media's hidden deals, secret corruption. It's just out in bookstores now this week. It's on Amazon.com. We'll put it up on Hannity.com. Alex, thank you for being with us. Sean, it's such a thrill. I've been listening to you for 20 years, and uh, uh, it's such a great introduction. You really sum up so many of the worst news items in the last few years. Let me go through. You immersed yourself in research on America's media conglomerates for over a year. You really did a deep dive here. Tell us what you found out. Yeah, I was very lucky to get on loan a couple of the best guys from Peter Schweitzer's shop. Uh, Peter was in between projects. He's one of our senior uh, senior contributors at Breitbart. I, uh, I love Peter. He's awesome. He's an amazing guy. So, And the book is really in that spirit. But Peter looked at the government, and I was looking at the media. So it's got 1,200 endnotes, Sean. So this is for all the Soros-funded freaks who monitor your show and my show and Breitbart. Uh, if they want to fact-check me, go ahead. There's 1,200 endnotes for them to, to, to sift through. I, and I was really stunned at what I saw in terms of how the corporate media establishment has weaponized the news against Donald Trump, his supporters, folks like you and me, but in particular, Sean, our audience. And it's not just the usual players at M NBC and CNN, though. Uh, NBC is even worse than I could have imagined, which is, which is stunning. Uh, but it's the tech oligarchs, and it's really a lot of these unknown folks out in Silicon Valley as well. Uh, Michael Bloomberg is one of the huge villains of the book. It's pretty remarkable what I found. I'm happy to get into any of it. 
All right, let's let's see. Look, you talk about the multinational corporations. I mean, okay, with the exception of some conservative websites of which you're a part of one, Breitbart, uh, FoxNews.com. Uh, you've got me and, and a few others. Not everybody on Fox thinks like Sean Hannity by any stretch, but at least I have a platform. Uh, there, you know, fake news. CNN wants to deplatform any conservative. We still have at least a few of us in talk radio, right? But we we don't have enough. They own, I'd say, ninety nine percent of pretty much everything. When you include big tech and the media conglomerates, go into that relationship. Yeah, this is one of the things that I think is one of their keys to success. Is that. The big money is in being a woke left-wing journalist right now. And so not only is the crop of journalists people are selecting from at this time, they went through our university system, which has been totally destroyed by the radical left, uh, and then into our journalism schools, which are somehow even worse than our regular uh, K-12 and colleges. Uh, and then they get, they're getting in the working world now, Sean, and they're, they're trying to create this climate that makes it a good working environment for easily triggered far-left millennials. And I am a millennial, so I don't mean to disparage them, but I do mean to disparage them because they're so sensitive and they do believe in wild speech controls. And these are the exact type of people who are at the very top of some of these Silicon Valley corporations, which is why you see things like Google shutting off all of Breitbart's traffic to Joe Biden stores in May of an election year last year. Uh, Facebook shutting down the president of the United States. Twitter shutting down the president of the United States. All these things you would think are, are impossible aside from in a third world country. Yet they're being done, and our government is apparently too feckless to do anything about it. I mean, it's really, really scary. You you expose in this book, and and I was I was intrigued by it, and I want to I want to read it more detail. Um, what you describe as deep ties between the Chinese government and the elite American media. One of the most underreported stories in the last week is the fact that Russia and China are providing arms to Iran, which is transporting them for the proxy war they are waging out of Yemen with the rest of the Middle East. Uh, That would be an unholy alliance reminiscent of uh, some alliances in World War II to me. Yes, certainly. And you see China's tentacles in almost every sort of organized crime element in American life. Uh, And you talk about uh, Chinese drugs coming through our southern border. Uh, It's really happening. It's not a conspiracy theory. I went down there with a group of my uh, colleagues at Breitbart at the end of 2019. Especially and specifically uh, talking about fentanyl, because we've covered that, too. Absolutely, you have. And and this is something that it is happening. And we were down there, and illegal aliens were crossing. Many of them were from Central America, but a lot of them were from China. And we saw it with our own two eyes. It's happening, and the establishment press is uh, totally uninterested in the story. But the deep ties are pretty clear, because and this is why I make the case about corporate media, because if you think about things like NBC News, for example, it's just one branch on a giant tree that is NBC, Comcast, Universal, that has movies and it has entertainment and it has theme parks. And these are all over the world. Uh, ABC is part of ABC Disney, one of the biggest plan- uh, uh, corporations on the planet, with theme parks open throughout China, movies that are uh, shown throughout China. Uh, why would ABC want to poke the bear of the second largest uh, media empire in, in I'm sorry, the, the media market in the world? Well, for you and me, it's because we believe in American values and we believe China's a threat. They don't see it that way. They stop at what's good for our bottom line, and, and, and that's the end of it. 
the worst example of this at all, uh, of all, I think, though, is what I found with Michael Bloomberg. And we all poked fun at him, calling him Mini Mike, because he, he's small and he's got this fascist streak and he wants to take our big gulps. And it's very amusing. Uh, but he is one of the biggest employers of journalists in the history of the world. He's got 20,000 employees at Bloomberg, which is more than the Wall Street Journal, CNN, and the New York Times but combined. I, I want you to yeah, delve, I want to ask one very specific question on this, because he's yeah. been associated with Chinese military. And, and we're not talking about a meeting. We're talking about many, 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 many get-togethers. Absolutely. And this happens on a consistent basis. Uh, and it happens even in Beijing. And there's been some more reporting on some of his meetings. For example, I have a pretty funny, though, very dark anecdote in the book where he went to Singapore, and he was lavishing so much praise on the Chinese, they actually made fun of him. They said he was blowing smoke. Uh, but there are places in the world that have no free press, like Beijing, where we don't really know what is being said. Uh, I went through the actual Chinese propaganda documents from their Ministry of Propaganda, and you see the photos of Bloomberg himself and his top executives routinely having smiley-faced, apparently joyful meetings with the top propaganda people from the Chinese executive branch. Lo and behold, his uh, access to the Chinese market gets extended, and he has had better access to the Chinese people and to be able to distribute his product within their company than his competitors. All right, quick break. We'll continue more with Alex Marlowe, uh, editor-in-chief of uh, Breitbart. Breaking news exposing the establishment media's hidden deals, secret corruption. Uh, it's in bookstores everywhere. Amazon.com, Hannity.com. All right, ladies and gentlemen, summer is only a couple of weeks away. Longer days, fun and sun, and yeah, we all deserve it. Life hopefully getting back to normal. And right now, our friends at Chamonix, they're celebrating with a sale that you deserve. Now, during Genucel's summer blowout, you're going to get their brand new Zotique Deep Correcting Serum absolutely free. Bobby from Fresno, California says, three days before my doctor's appointment, I started using Zotique. And uh, what have you changed, my doctor asked? Your skin looks great. I told her about Zotique. It's truly a miracle worker. I mean, all the guys at Chamonix, George and everybody, they work so hard. They formulate so many companies have tried to duplicate their products and they can't do it. They fall right on their face. Linda's probably their biggest and best customer. You, you use all of their products. Yeah, and I have to say, you know, for the summertime, you have to do a lot more exfoliating. So you can actually use the Crystal's Microdermabrasion, exfoliate your face, your legs, your skin, you know, your whole body's out there in the sun in the summertime. So this is a wonderful product among all the other awesome products they have. Alex uh, Marlowe's new book is out, Breaking the News, Exposing the Establishment Media's Hidden Deals, Secret Corruption, just out. Uh, as we continue with Alex, I, I, all of this combined when you add big tech and their censorship of conservatives, the media mob, they speak in one new Green Deal radical socialist appeasement voice, uh, contacts with, with sworn enemies and hostile regimes. It scares me. I'm going to let you let people save it for the book. By the way, if you're joining us, uh, Alex Marlowe is with us, breaking the news and exposing the establishment media's hidden deals and secret corruption just came out. Uh, we have it on Hannity.com, Amazon.com, bookstores everywhere. Uh, I'll leave this for people to read in the book, the fake news story uh, that belongs in the fake news hall of fame, as you call it. But I want to you, you bring up a question about how the media, you know, the tricks that they use to 
basically contort every story to fit their radical agenda. How do they do it? Yeah, so what I do, what I go through here is it's a cheat sheet. I actually encourage people to take a photo of it. And I explain some of the tricks that the media use. For example, their heroes all get a really glamorous shot on the front page. Their villains all get a very dark and shadowy photo or no photo at all. If there is news that confirms their left-wing globalist agenda, that will go on the front page, and the good news will be at the top of the article. If there's news that refutes it, it either goes on the back page, deep in an article, or they don't feature it at all. And these are all things, there's probably a dozen rules in all, and I encourage people to contemplate them, but even come up with your own, because we're all in this together, Sean. I know that I rely on my audience rely on yours, is that we need to be very diligent in terms of what's the latest tricks they're using to hide their propaganda within establishment news. Well, I'll tell you, I, it's a must-read. Breaking the news, exposing the establishment media's hidden deals, secret uh, corruption, just out this week. Amazon.com, Hannity.com, uh, Breitbart.com, bookstores everywhere. Um, Alex, it's been too long. We appreciate you uh, coming on, and I urge everybody to get a hold of this book because uh, it's eye-opening. Uh, thank you, hey, sir, Sean, for I your hard work and for being with us. We appreciate it. I can't thank you enough. Thanks, Sean. 800-941-SEAN, our number. Quick break, right back. 25 to the top of the hour. Glad you're with us. Happy Friday. It's Friday. I know Monday's coming, but it's Friday today. So enjoy the day. Yeah, and try and stay away from the craziness, the madness, the insanity in the, in the cities all across the country. Um, by the way, now the Washington, D.C. Democratic mayor supports, uh, let's see, Mayor Lightweight in in Chicago's ban on certain reporters. Oh, okay. We'll only do interviews with people that are African-American or Hispanic. Wow. Where I grew up, that's called uh, discrimination. That's what I always used to know. I got to give a shout out to our friend Chris Rock. Now, Chris Rock is funny. I like Chris Rock. You know why I like Chris Rock? Because he says anything that comes into his head. You know, we ought to have a disclaimer. If you don't like this show, if you don't want to watch a TV show, if you're going to go to a comedy show, you're going to be offended. If your little sensibilities cannot handle people telling jokes, they're jokes. He's right. He's saying you can't be funny. Award shows aren't funny. A lot of sitcoms aren't funny. Comedians are afraid to be funny today. I'm not offended. And, and by the way, even when people make jokes about me, I've seen memes of me on Twitter. I, they're hilarious. Are we really that woke? Are we really that sensitive that you really care about words? You cancel everybody. Everyone's scared to death because the cancel culture maniacs out there. Why can't people just turn it off? If you're so offended, I want comedians to be funny. I like them irreverent. I like them no, unfiltered. I like funny. I don't care what their politics are. You want to know why these late night shows suck and why their ratings are awful? It's because they're not funny. They just play, you know, I hate Trump all day. And that's not why people watch Johnny Carson or Leno or Letterman in the early days. They watch to be, you know, entertained. You know, now you can't go to a sporting event without, okay, professional sports, NBA, Major League Baseball, 
Uh, let's see. NFL, Colin Kaepernick. You know what the beauty? You're in the stands with strangers. You want to talk about inclusiveness? You have people in the stands that are from all socioeconomic backgrounds. You have people in the stands. You're not asking if you're a Republican or a Democrat or a conservative or a liberal. But they have one thing that unites them. And that is the passion they share for a team. And you strangers, you're at a football game. You're high-fiving a stranger. Maybe it's a liberal. You don't care. That is about as inclusive as you can be. Now we're going to politicize baseball, MLB, NBA, NFL. What's left? Okay, so far I guess we got MMA, which I love. Of course, the octagon, the cage, and... You know, I don't want to see politics at sports. I want to be entertained. Take us away from the everyday lives that, that are tough for everybody. It's unbelievable. Unbelievable. We had a school, this is in the Washington Times, parents' rights groups filed a federal complaint accusing a Massachusetts school district of engaging in racial discrimination by banning white students from an event on hate crimes against Asian Americans. Well, how does that do anything but divide us? If discrimination is wrong, I believe it's wrong, then you don't end discrimination by discriminating. It's really simple. If you believe as I do in natural rights, what what are natural rights? Oh, that we're endowed by our not thing, you know, oh, you know, the thing, the thing that no, we're endowed by God. God is the creator of everything. That means every man, woman and child. So. If we're all created by God, now the human experience has to factor in one other thing. That's called evil. And people, human beings, free will, choice of of making good decisions or bad decisions. And But the bottom line is you have good people. Majority of people, I think fundamentally, especially Americans, are generous, kind, and good. We're not perfect. But if you start with we're all created by the same God... And that the word education in Latin means educare, to bring forth from within, that God put talent in every man, woman, and child. That's why you need a good school system, so that talent can be brought out of young people. Passions can be found, talents discovered, and then it can be shared with the rest of the world. Goods and services you provide that people want, need, desire. It's not good. Anyway, 800-941-SHAWN is our number. You want to be a part of the program uh, Daniel is in New Jersey. What's up, Daniel? How you doing? You at the Jersey Shore? No, Sean. I'm actually working today, but thank you for having me. It's a real honor to be well, on thank your Thank you. We're honored you called. You know, Linda has like a mixed New York, Philly, New Jersey accent. First of all... There is know, absolutely no New Jersey in my accent. That okay, much I do, know. Okay, do you have any coffee today? Say coffee. I did have coffee today. No, not say enough. Coffee. Say coffee. I, get, I did not have enough coffee today because I had I didn't have to stay overnight today. in right, a say hotel talk, and not say with talk my radio. coffee maker. Say talk no. radio. No, this is not the make fun of Linda Hour. <laughs> no. All right, Daniel, what's on your mind? No, and what I was going to say, too, is whatever happened, I've never abandoned um, judging somebody by content of character, and I believe that should be absolute standard across the board everywhere you go, no matter what. I've been a lot of places overseas in a lot of different states, and I've never abandoned in that value of judging somebody strictly by content of character. Very, very upsetting that that's being abandoned by people. Very, very upsetting. I just want to start with that. Well, it's the left that is institutionalizing this madness and dividing us all. Then they blame conservatives. I'm like, let, me, let, let this be very clear. Racist people 
and this is why it's, it always stays in the in the playbook of the Democratic Party. I've always talked about every two years, four years, right? Yeah. Uh, Democrats, yeah. Republicans are racist, sexist, misogynist, homophobic, xenophobic, Islamophobic, now transphobic. They want dirty air and water, and they want grandma and grandpa to eat dog food the final years of their life till a Republican puts them in a wheelchair and throws them over a cliff. Exactly. It's a lie. Jim Crow 2.0 by Joe is a lie. It's all a total lie, and I really don't think that um, Republicans, constitutional conservatives across the board on federal and state levels, are doing enough at all, period, um, uh, to, to fight against this. We're losing our country. It's happening right before our eyes, and I really don't think they're doing enough at all. You know, Democrats, when they want something, they can be really nasty if they don't get it. And, you mean like you know, Joe doesn't want voter ID <laughs> and his state, he served the state of Delaware, as a, and by the way, thank you for the call, as an elected official. For five million years, never once lifted a finger to create more accessibility to voting in Delaware. And so unbelievable. You know, remember as a kid, what did you hear as a kid? Sticks and stones can break my bones and names can never hurt me. I get called every name in the book. I have been called, canceled, you name it. There are losers now in their underwear in their basement that are being paid. This is their job. To monitor this show, tape it every day, tape Hannity every night, hoping that I say one thing, one phrase, one sentence that they can use to get me fired. And that's every conservative, it's not just me. All right, back to our phone. Sam in Nebraska. What's up, Sam? How are you? Glad you called, sir. Nothing. Thanks. Thanks a lot, Sean. I just want to touch on the fact that uh, what do you think? Putin and then think of the American people for electing an inconjugate leader like Joe Biden and all the propaganda they put into Listen, our I, I want to know if I'm right, and I believe I am, that, Joe, look, it, I don't even have to make the case. Look at a tape of Joe Biden in 2016 and 2012 and compare it to yeah. Joe Biden today. Um, yeah. You know, I call him sippy cup. You know, look, Joe Biden gets in the office at 930. He has less than one event on average scheduled every day. Doesn't work weekends. And he goes up to the residence. He gets warm milky in his sippy cup. Night, night time. If he's been a good Joey, he might get a book read to him. That is not good. Now, the question is, if I see it, you see it. Many Americans see it. So does Putin and President Xi. And Kim Jong-un and the mullahs in Iran, hostile regimes to the United States. And I exactly. think it's it's why we're, we see a lot of what we're seeing. But I guess I'm the only one that seems to have the courage to point this out. You know, I want to know who knew what, when, about his, whatever was going on with him. And you got the mainstream, not even media, it's more like mainstream daycare because they babysit him every day. They don't. Push him like they pushed Trump. Trump couldn't walk out of the White House or off Air Force One or anywhere without 50 questions thrown at him for an hour. And they just let him walk by and ask him how his coat feels or something ridiculous. He, no, he's told by his, I'm not allowed. I'm told I'm not allowed to answer questions. You're the president, for God's sake. Answer questions. Well, that going to work when he has to go to meet with the world leader like, say, Putin, or he's meeting with South Korea's president today. Uh, what if them leaders want to ask him hard questions? Is there people there handling them, telling them, no, he can't answer that? Do they ever show any of that? Or, I mean, how is that going to work out? Uh, they- I'm telling you, it's not going to work out well. 
They see what yeah. I see. And, and you know, and the re- I'll tell you why the media doesn't attack me on it. Because every time they want to attack me on it, I'm willing to take that fight to them. And yeah. I've got all the hits. And I'll play Joe Biden. Probably, I probably can run 30 uninterrupted minutes of him mumbling and bumbling and stumbling and confused and confounded. Now, yeah. if you're a Democrat or you're part of the media mob, the president's protection program, like the candidate protection program, do you think they want me to run that tape for 30 minutes? Definitely not. Definitely not. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think so he, either. I think they're afraid I will keep doing it. How does he, you know, even go have a conversation with the leader of South Korea when he's going to ask, what are you going to do to help me with this hostile neighbor, King Jong-un? I mean, no. he can't get asked a basic question, let alone something complicated. Like, how is he going to support our allies? We all seen how that went with the whole Israel fiasco. And then they were all, Trump ain't hard on Russia. Trump isn't hard on Russia. But yet, yeah. Russia actually... That, that would be Obama. That would be yeah. Obama, more flexibility. Hillary, the dossier. Hillary, uranium. Uh, and that would be Joe, the waiver for a pipeline while shutting down pipelines uh, and killing American jobs here. Anyway, good call. The United Socialist Utopia, known as California. Uh, Chris is next. Chris, we got about a minute for you. Thanks for calling. Hey, Sean. Thank you so much for taking my call. Thank you. Um, so I have a kind of a funny story about how crazy people can be out here in California. There's this guy in my building who just can't stand the fact that I won't wear a mask in the common spaces of our building. Now, the CDC guidance on community exposure does say, and it has said this since almost the beginning of the pandemic, it's being within six feet for more than 15 minutes with or without a mask on. So to me, passing someone in the hall doesn't really come close to the CDC guidance on community spread. But anyway, this guy has just been going crazy. Every time he sees me, he's trying to get a picture of me or what. You know, he's always yelling at me to put on a mask. Anyway, finally, he, I, I walk in the building with my daughter, and she's one, and she kind of starts walking over to the piano. And the lobby's really big. And this guy's like 20 feet away. I see he's filming me. So I approach him. I'm like, what are you doing? And he's, you know, he, I, I could tell by the accent, it's the same guy that's been harassing me for almost a year now. So, you know, I, he goes up to the, uh, you know, the fourth floor. I'm on the third floor. I see where he's going. So I wanted to see where his apartment was because I wanted to file a complaint with the building. So, and I had a baby with me, so I wasn't going to be like sneaking around. So, you know, I made my presence known. And then I kind of got in his face to leave me alone. Like, stop filming me and my daughter. in our. It's a private building. It's private property. Let me tell you, and this kinda, is the problem. People are nuts. Now, if this nuts. guy is so COVID freaked out, then the vaccine's available for him. And the CDC says that if you're fully vaccinated, that you don't need a mask indoors or outdoors. And I would just I remind know. him of that. Now, Gavin Newsom is not following the science and his mask mandate, just like Pelosi's mask mandate, by the way, only for the chamber, because we have video that we showed last night of Nancy Pelosi and all these Democrats with no social distancing and no masks. But she's going to find until every every single person is vaccinated. Not I can tell you right now, not every Republican is going to get vaccinated. They choose and they make their decision based on their unique medical condition and their consultations with their doctors. That's how their decisions you, are made. Look, I mean, I don't. do you rent you the place or do you own the place? Do you rent it or own it? I rent it. All right, so, get the hell out of there. Find a place I mean, that's better. Well, it's just I mean, you don't want to be around crazy. But the problem is, like in New York, there's crazy people everywhere. 
All right, that's going to wrap things up for today. But let not your hearts be troubled because we will be back here on Monday. Finally, we get some good weather. Finally. And it's just, that's another reason of the 5,000 billionth reason why New York is not the place to live. California is not the place to live. But if you move, don't bring your liberal policies with you. Anyway, that wraps things up for today. Have a great weekend. Uh, We'll be back Monday. And as always, you make this show possible. Thank you for making it possible. We'll see you Monday.